Welcome to the On Stage with Wellness podcast. I'm Danny, And I'm Gina. We are performers turned certified health coaches who help artists reclaim their power and take intentional action in their life. Whether you are a performer who is tired of feeling burnt out, wants more control over your career, or you're looking for more support around your health and well-being, this podcast is for you. Tune in each week to get holistic lifestyle and nutrition tips for a sustainable career as a performer, practical tools to handle rejection, competition, and perfectionism, and inspiration and advice from experts walking the walk in the industry. Get ready to feel energized, confident, and fully in charge of you on and off the stage. And now, on with the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. How are you, Gina? Oh, I'm doing good. I got my chai tea latte, all my bevies in front of me. I'm feeling good. Love it's it. nice and pretty outside. Spring is here. Spring is coming. I know. Mm. It's uh, The snow is slowly starting to melt here. I oh love walking around the block with Lily because some houses have like piles of snow still and some are like completely snowless because it just depends like where the sun is hitting. I don't know why oh that like God. cracks me up every time. <laughs> She's like, I want to poop on the grass. <laughs> <laughs> we have literally no snow. Like the snow is gone. We haven't uh, had it for mm, maybe like a week and a half. Virginia so, living. Virginia know, living. But you never know. It's still yeah. freaking cold. Um, yeah. But the sun makes it so beautiful. So. Are things fully open there because things are still like kind of like meh here? Like they're getting better, but. Life is. Uh, I mean, I feel like. Well, <laughs> so wild to me because. <laughs> I mean, still people in wear masks and stuff, but. Right. Yeah. Things are open. Like. That's so wild to me. There's some restaurants that aren't open. Like you can only do takeout in some of them. Mm-hmm. Um but most things are like good. It's such There's a There's been some businesses world. that closed, which sucks. Right, unfortunately. But everything that's not closed, it's good. Huh. Yeah. It's wild because still in New York City, fitness classes are still like technically not allowed to happen. Hopefully by the time this episode oh comes my out, God. that's not true, but that's like <laughs> In a month from now, oh. I don't know if it's going to change that much. Oh, my God. Um, which most fitness studios are still like holding sessions. Um, mm. They're just like kind of working around it a little bit and it being a gym session instead of a class per se. Um, yeah. But- so we're in the beginning of March right now. This is coming out middle April? of April. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hopefully things will be back to normal-ish. Uh, I don't know. It's very slow up here mm. and – which is just, it's wild to me. I mean, still things are, you know, starting to open up. Like, mm. you know, I have gone out to dinner a few times and I'm like, cool, this is great. But I did go to one restaurant in South Jersey and they literally could give two shits about any rules because it was just like, why? It was bumping. And I was like, I'm going to get COVID. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't. I got a test done right after, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, I don't know. But that's how I feel like the rest of the country is. I was like, huh, maybe it's like just weird for me because I'm in this place where, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah. not like that where I am. So yeah. anyway. I mean, I'm pregnant, so I don't really do anything. <laughs> I'm like, that's let me true. just stay inside and just go to work in the grocery store. <laughs> Fair. Take care yeah. of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, what are we talking about today? We are talking about cravings. But mm-hmm. before we do dive into that good stuff, Gina is going to read a review. Yes. Okay. This review comes from KCA Supporter. Must listen whether you are a current or a former performer. It's been 15 years since my last dance performance. Preach, girl. But these podcasts are incredibly are incredible 
I think she meant to say incredibly relatable to my current day to day as a fitness professional and health coach. I'm still learning something new in every episode and Danielle and Gina are so fun. Their contagious energy plus their expertise is the perfect combination for this podcast. Be ready to laugh and learn. Oh, so sweet. So I sweet. Love that. Especially Thank coming so from much. someone that, uh, was a performer, but is now doing something similar to what we're doing right now. It's nice to hear that we get support from, from those people too. Yeah. And I think it's nice too, because obviously this is a podcast, uh, for performers talking Mm -hmm. about wellness, but I also, I mean, because you and I are both also past performers, like it, we, it's nice to be able to still connect with people who maybe aren't performing professionally right now, but Mm -hmm. they can still relate because being a performer was such a huge part of their life. So Mm. I love that. So yeah. And who says that, you know, it can't be in the future. So exactly. But we're going to do it in a much better, healthier, sustainable way. Exactly. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Awesome. So our, just a backstory. Um, before we get into cravings, Danny and I actually went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, not at the same time, different years. Yeah. Um, I know if you've been listening. Yes. Um, if this is your first episode that you're listening to, obviously you won't know that information. You'll know that we're health coaches, but you don't know really the education we come from. Um, it's more of a well-rounded school. Uh, talks about all levels of health, not just nutritionally and not just physical activity. So all realms of health. Um, but today we're going to be specifically talking about food and cravings. Um, and this is some of the information that we received from our education, which was a certification in integrative health coaching and integrative meaning all around, all around every part of your life, well-rounded health, basically in a nutshell. Yes. More holistic. Exactly. So I really love this topic because this is something Mm -hmm. that comes up a lot with clients. And I think this is something that um, everyone experiences, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone experiences crazy. Especially during COVID. Especially during, right. Especially during certain times of the year, the month, um, you know, depending on where we're at in the world, there's a lot that could go into your cravings. So Mm -hmm. I think this is a really great topic. And, um, you know, I think it's important to mention that your your body knows what it's doing. Your body, you know, maintains, you know, a certain body temperature. It, it knows how to function. Like it knows how to repair and heal itself. Mm-hmm. So your cravings are not an accident. Your cravings are just your body trying to tell you, yo, there's something going on here. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. there's something that you should tune into right now. So Understanding your cravings is just a way to start to become more mindful and learn how to listen to your body. Mm. Your body is a supercomputer. It's giving you information. So it's just like, hey, listen to me over here. I have something that I want to point out to you. There's something mm. going on. So doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you at all. Mm-hmm. And we just came out with an episode um, last month uh, reviewing the Woman Code um, book, and we talk a little bit about this. The more you know about your body, the more empowered you feel and the less victimized you feel by your body. So by stating these, you know, eight, we're going to list out eight reasons why your body craves food, you can kind of understand like, oh, maybe I'm not crazy. Maybe I'm not craving brownies because I hate my body or like my body hates me, but because I'm missing something. And that is such an important concept to grasp is that 
like Danny said, there's nothing wrong with you, but understanding why you crave something is so empowering and helps you to feel less um, victimized or like your body's attacking you or something. 100%. Body literacy is yes. everything. So good. So the first thing, so as Gina said, we're going to list eight points. So the first one is you could be craving certain things because of a lack of primary foods. Mm. We have a whole episode about primary foods. Go back and listen to it. Gina, if you can remember what number it is, let me know. Oh my God, um, the primary foods basically are the foods that are not on your plate. So that mm. is your career, your relationships, physical activity, spirituality. Those are the four main categories. So if you're lacking in some of those areas, it might cause you to have certain cravings. And that those are uh, comfort cravings, I would say, generally mm -hmm. speaking. So if you are in a toxic relationship, you might be craving certain foods to take you away from focusing on your relationship. Or if you're unhappy in your career, you might be eating out of boredom or something like that. Mm -hmm. So ways to kind of combat that is to really, you know, look at your primary foods first. That's the first thing you should look at. Uh, maybe you need to add more creativity into your life. Maybe you need to learn how to manage your stress better. Maybe you need to get out of that toxic relationship. Maybe you need mm -hmm. to join a spiritual community, you know, find maybe you need uh, more physical activity or maybe certain physical activity that is going to uh, fuel you more. So just taking a look at your primary foods, seeing where you can maybe put more attention to, and maybe that'll actually reduce some of your cravings. Hmm. And we talk about primary foods in episode number 31, 31. Um, so we'll link that down below as well, just so you can figure out what primary foods are and why they're called primary foods. But yeah, looking at those first is so important. Yeah. Okay. Number two is <laughs> water. Oh, I love water and I love hydration and I can completely <laughs> tell when I have not had enough water that day because I start craving really heavy, Oof, really same. salty, really, um, just, I don't know that word. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, savory, very savory mm. items. Yeah, um, my energy dips. I get like yes, low energy blood sugar dips. and I just mm -hmm. feel like nah. Yes, a hundred percent. So um definitely cravings are gonna come from hydration. Usually when people have hunger cravings or hunger pangs Check your hydration first because it could be a lack of water. It could be a lack of, you know, if you're in the summer, it could be ice water. In the winter, it could be teas and, and you know, room temperature water. But it doesn't matter. Hydration is hydration. And um, make sure to fill that craving or fill that void before um, going to food. Maybe waiting mm -hmm. a couple minutes after you drink something and seeing if it's still there. Yeah. I love what the founder of IIN says. He mm. says, when you're experiencing a craving, have a glass of water, wait mm. 30 minutes, and then see how you feel. And a lot of yeah. times you won't even want that thing you were craving anymore because you were thirsty. Mm -hmm. Or maybe that was just like an impulsive, mindless craving that you were about to reach for, but then you had 30 minutes to think about it. Yep. <laughs> and you hydrated and you're like, I forgot oh, he used to say that. That's yeah. So I love that one. I tell clients that all the time. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah. So that's a fantastic tip. Um, number three is yin yang balance. I, love yin I believe, yang. I know you've definitely, we've definitely talked about this in some other episodes, mm. but um, 
yin foods are like lighter foods and yang foods are heavier foods. So if you're someone who's constantly eating a lot of heavier foods, you might need to balance out with some lighter, uh, more maybe raw foods. Um, and if you're someone who's eating like only raw foods, you might actually need some heavier foods, like more um, meats and, and, um, and uh, what's it called? Grains and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, those kinds of foods. Um, so try to find a balance because if you're only having one type of food, you're going to have cravings. Yes. You're just going to because there's some sort of imbalance. So mm -hmm. that's why the raw foods diet might not really work for most people because mm -hmm. if you're only eating raw foods, you're going to have some whack cravings. So you need to be able to balance them out. Yeah, 100%. I love yin and yang because – I love Ayurveda and Ayurveda is, you know, yin and yang is in Ayurveda and a lot of their meals that they want you to make or even activities in your life are based mm -hmm. on that yin and yang mentality. And it's all about balance. It's all about you can't have too much of one thing all the time. So, you know, if you're having a lot of yin exercise, you should probably mix it up with some yang exercise. Same with feminine and masculine energies. You know, it's the same with your food. If you're having a lot of that heavier stuff, you want some lighter stuff too because um, you're going to start to feel heavy, sit heavy, and um, it's important to have both. Coolio. All right. Number four, cravings from past meals. Okay. Or your comfort foods. So like anything from your childhood, anything that your ancestors used to eat. So like for me, a lot of my childhood and ancestry were, is German, English, you know, um, that sort of like, Potatoes. That, right. That culture that has a lot of heavier meals. Um, and you know, if I was from maybe a place in, I don't know, Brazil or Puerto Rico or something like that. It's near the water. It's a lot of like tropical fruits and things like that. So that's not a part of my culture. A lot of heavier meals are a part of my culture because of the weather that was outside. It was usually a colder climate. So they needed that sort of thing. So, you know, when I was living in Florida, I didn't really need to eat all those things, but it was a craving that was kind of coming from my ancestry and things I was comfortable eating. Um, so that is definitely, definitely a part of what we're saying. Um, if you ate something that, uh, that feels good, that feels natural, it's usually something that's probably in your DNA, in your family, um, something that's going to comfort you. Also, if you ate something as a child, so if your grandmother made something for you, you'll start to crave maybe those dishes. Um, like for me, it's uh, our yeast bread that we make every Christmas time. Um, we start to crave those things around that time. And then the last thing, this is kind of a loaded one, but the <laughs> last one is any past meals that you've had. So if you've just ate a burger or something the night before, you're going to wake up and maybe crave something savory, something similar to what you just ate because the remnants of that food is still kind of, which sounds disgusting, is still kind of in your body <laughs> and in your mouth. Um, and uh, Danny, how do you, what, uh, what can you say to that? <laughs> um, Gina and I are obsessed with the tongue scraper. Yeah. So we highly recommend getting a tongue scraper, using it morning and night because it you know, kind of you, you push it on your tongue and instead of, cause if you just brush your tongue, it, mm. the stuff still stays on your tongue. So it you just really moves have to, around. Exactly. Which is kind of gross. Right. So, so you gross. really have to scrape it off. And that's honestly been life-changing 
for mm -hmm. my cravings because mm -hmm. I was always too craving something I ate the day before. But when you scrape yeah. your tongue, you have a clean palate. You don't have any leftover remnants from the day before. So you're able to just like start fresh the next mm -hmm. day. Yeah. And um, listen to your body and say like, oh, maybe I need water or like yeah. maybe I need something light because I had something heavy last night. Yeah, exactly. And I love the the whole idea of childhood um, oh cravings because I think that is so huge real. because for a lot of us, we do have a lot of comfort and nostalgia from our childhood. I know, you know, for me, like I ate a lot of pasta as a kid and, mm. it, and I'm Italian, so that does come from my ancestors. So I crave pasta yeah. a lot. Um, so I always, you know, uh, with clients and with myself too, if I am having a craving, sometimes I like to think about like, if you're someone who craves like ice cream every night, because you used to mm. eat that every night after dinner with your family on the couch, like, that's that's um it, that explains why you're craving it right now yeah um so but sometimes you know you can either um substitute it with something maybe healthier like you can mm. maybe have some make your own homemade ice cream or whatever or mm -hmm. you know have spaghetti squash if you don't want to eat pasta every single night mm -hmm. um you know just creating some sort of substitutions but you could also even think back to the primary foods and like okay what did you love about eating ice cream with your family on the couch? Maybe you actually are just craving like a family connection right now. Maybe yes. calling your mom or your, mm. or your your brother or something would actually like comfort you instead of the ice cream. So, oh, so just want to point that out there because I think that, you know, it's normal to have those cravings, but we can also work on, you know, dissecting them a little bit, being more mindful and thinking what could actually fulfill this craving. It doesn't have to be chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. Mm. I do want to mention this as well because I thought about this when you're speaking. Um, because my, <clears throat> excuse me, my childhood and like ancestry food that I usually go towards like a go-to is bread. I love oh, yeah. I freaking love bread and butter. <laughs> but when I was cutting out gluten, I noticed that I had a deep, deep, deep craving more often than not for bread. And it's yeah. because it was so deeply ingrained in my body that I wanted to eat that bread and that I needed that bread and that it was in, you know what I mean? It was like in my family mm. ancestry. And so as soon as I started incorporating good, healthy bread, like seeded bread, sprouted bread, you know, not that often, maybe like a couple of pieces of toast a week or something, I noticed that craving was a lot less intense. Mm. So I was like honoring that craving, but I was changing it to make it work for me, not from an emotional place, but from a place of like, okay, I'm honoring that I'm having this craving. Maybe I shouldn't cut it completely out of my life. Maybe I should make a healthy substitution for it. So just wanted to mention that I too. That. Um, you know, if you do have a history of <laughs> Italian, you know, being an Italian mm. uh, background and you love pasta, like yep. how can you make that pasta healthier without like completely cutting it out of your life and making it like such a drastic change? I love that you brought that up. I think that that's so important. And I've done the same with pasta. Like I cut it out for a long time and I just like avoided eating it. Yeah. But but that wasn't healthy for me either because it yeah. is part of who I am. So exactly. I did add it back in and I've added it in in you know moderation and, mm -hmm. and playing around with different kinds of pasta, trying brown rice pasta yeah. so I'm not consuming as much gluten. And I find that it really does satisfy the craving. So mm. I'm really glad you brought that up. Yeah, dude. Um, okay, number five is seasonal. So you might be craving things, and we actually recommend 
uh, to our clients to kind of balance your plate seasonally. Mm. Um, you don't have to eat salads every single day, all year round. Like if it's mm. cold out, give your body like a warm soup or like a warm bowl, you know, mm. eat based on the seasons um, because that is what your body's craving generally. Like generally in the summer you crave cooler foods, you crave ice cream, you crave smoothies, mm. you crave salads. And in the winter, you maybe want those heavier foods, the more comforting foods. Mm. Um, the spring, we like detoxing foods. Mm. Fall, we like um, more grounding foods like squash and pumpkin. And, you know, that's why there's like <laughs> pumpkin lattes everywhere. Literally. <laughs> it's not by, you know, by accident. No. So make like try to plan your your eating calendar based on the seasons of the year. And there's there's so many resources out there and it's actually healthier not only for you and your body to eat seasonally because the the weather that's being reflected outside and the food that you're eating is actually going to help your body like adjust um, to the temperature outside. So if it's, you know, if it's really – cold outside and you have a smoothie, you're going to maintain being cold. Uh, like you're not going to warm up. That's why when people have soup, they like quote unquote warm up from the inside because that's basically what our body needs. And that's why a lot of beer is drank in the winter. A lot of meat is eaten in the winter because it actually warms up our body from the inside so that we can go out in the cold and feel okay. Cause yes. like, I don't see anybody eating cucumbers in winter. You know, they're eating gonna be eating them in the summer because right. they're gonna be made of summer. water, which is what we need when it's hot outside. And if you notice, things are grown seasonally as well. And that's because that is also intentional. Our earth is intentional and makes those foods at certain times of the year to supplement the weather outside. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful, so beautiful cycle. Yeah. The best way to, to eat seasonally is to go to a farmer's market mm. because they are going to have the fruits and vegetables and produce that are in season. So and you can cheaper. eat seasonally. Exactly. You can eat seasonally just by going to a farmer's market and seeing what's around and being like, oh, blueberries are in season. Great. I'm going to mm. add them into my diet now. Yeah. And you can even go online and like, for me, I can say, you know, seasonal produce in Virginia in March. And it'll tell me exactly what it is. So use that Google, girl. Use it. Love it. <laughs> okay. Number six is lack of nutrients. So huge. This one, yes, this one is big. So it could be that you're missing out on like potassium or magnesium or omega threes, um, you know, some sort of fat intake. So I didn't, I didn't actually write fat, but that is also another example. Yep. Yep. Um, I was going to mention salty foods, sweet foods, and I guess I'll mention fatty foods too. But if you cut those things out of your life, like, or, you know, when I was cutting out the bread, um, which was more of, I guess, fiber, fibrous, um, whole grain, um, or, you know, if you're eating a lot of 
uh, sweets like candy and sugar. Um, it usually means that you are missing out on some of those sweeter produce, sweeter vegetables, naturally sweet foods. Um, same with salty foods. So if you're craving a lot of savory foods, a lot of, um, like fries and chips and things like that, it usually means you're missing out on some salty, naturally occurring salty foods. So like fish, um, seaweed, algae, things like that. Um, and then same with fats. Like if you're going for like cheese and dairy all the time and which is, you know, there's nothing wrong with dairy sometimes, but if you're constantly having those cravings of like creamy things, it usually means you're missing out on a fat element. So trying to incorporate like more healthy fats, like avocados, nuts, seeds, nut butters, things like that, um, to balance that out. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's exactly, well, that's exactly it. So it's mm -hmm. really important to get a balance of salt, sweet, fat, you know, all those things. If mm -hmm. you're, if you're only favoring, if you're only eating salty foods, like you're going to have sweet cravings. If you're only mm -hmm. eating sweet foods, you're going to have salty cravings. That's just kind of the way it is. There's going to be an imbalance there. So mm -hmm. balance it out. And, you know, I definitely recommend starting with food first. Yes. Um, I will say though, you know, adding in, because I always had some you know, intense cravings um, mm -hmm. that would kind of go back and forth between salt and sweet. And when I started adding in um, vitamins and supplements, that also did help because mm -hmm. I was lacking in minerals. So, yeah. you know, definitely start with food. Make sure you're getting the, you know, healthy versions of salt, <laughs> healthy, mm -hmm. uh, uh, sweet foods, naturally occurring sweet foods, um, like sweet potatoes and beets and sweet mm -hmm. vegetables and fruits. Um, and then add in supplementation if you're still having those weird cravings, um, because it does help. And one way of uh, doing that to get all of your, uh, nutrients and all of your flavorings in one go is to make a bowl. Like we love bowls over here. Yes. Bowl <laughs> so, queens. Yes. So if you have like a lot of raw veggies, make maybe adding in some grains or some sweeter vegetables, like sweet potatoes, and then I'll put some sort of fat element on top, whether it's like mm -hmm. tahini oil, yeah. or oil or avocado or something like that. And then I'll make sure that there's like a salt element. Maybe there's like a little bit of um, like tuna or salmon or maybe some kelp, um, which is seaweed. So just trying to look at your meals and, and figuring out like what you're kind of missing in them too. Yep. Perfect. Number seven is hormonal. Um, we all know that there we are, especially, uh, you know, for women, we have, uh, you know, a, tw um, a 28 day cycle usually. Um, so it definitely affects our hormones. Our hormones are at different stages. Um, mm. Some stages are uh, progesterone's higher than it drops. Um, so it, those those hormonal imbalances are going to create cravings. So you know the best thing to do is to work on balancing your hormones, which we do talk about in a recent episode. Um, when we talk about uh, the Woman Code book. So we read that book. That book is a great resource um, on how to learn how to balance your hormones holistically. So I definitely recommend checking out that book if you have not. Um, there's also a lot of great resources um, online. There's another great book, uh, Beyond the Pill. Um, so there, there's some great books on how to do that, but that's kind of where to start. So if you are noticing really strong cravings at certain times of the month, probably particularly towards the end of your cycle. Um, yeah, that's, that's normal, but it, you can work on, um, 
rebalancing. I lost my train of thought. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I was like, wait, what was I going to say? <laughs> you're so good. So uh, especially like when we're menstruating, like you're losing a lot of blood, which has a lot of iron mm, in it. Yes. So like if you're craving, you know, a lot of um, chocolate. I, I used to crave yeah, burgers like, before like, my period. Yeah. And I didn't know why for the longest time. Mm. And then I realized it was because my body was preparing to lose blood and it was like craving yeah. iron rich foods. Yes. So, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's certain foods that you can eat at certain times of your cycle, mm -hmm. which those books go into more detail about that will help balance your hormones. So you're making sure you're getting like healthy nutrient you know, dense foods with the appropriate amount of minerals that are going to help balance your hormones. Exactly. Because you definitely meet, need different foods at different times in your cycle. And it just helps to make sure you're not having a lot of excess estrogen or excess progesterone. Um, and those cravings can help you figure that out. Yep. Coolio. So the last one is kind of different. Yeah. I like this one though. It's interesting. Yeah. So, um, it's called de-evolution. So it's kind of, I don't know, how would you explain this word? Uh, <laughs> well, I guess instead of evolving forward, you're kind of like devolving, like pulling yourself yeah, back. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's the only way I could think of. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of us were doing the best that we can and working hard to improve our diets, improve our health. And sometimes if we have low self-esteem or if we are, you know, are used to failing and are used to falling off the wagon um, and we're doing really great, sometimes it can feel natural and normal or comforting to fall back on our patterns that feel good in the moment. Um, you know, we talk about instant gratification versus, versus future thinking a couple episodes ago, and it's kind of that instant gratification, like, okay, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. That's wrong. Something's going to throw me off track. So I'm just going to cave and do what I always do and, um, and do the patterns that feel more comfortable. And, um, it is a form of self-sabotaging. It is a form of, um, complacency, staying in the same spot, thinking you can't grow and can't change and can't improve. Um, and sometimes those cravings can come from those thoughts and that emotion. And usually it's when we're, you know, trying new things like dieting or going off and on things and seeing that things don't work. Um, they can make us feel like we have low self-esteem and like we're not doing our best. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's emotional, but it, and it also can lead to physical changes. So if you are self-sabotaging and going back to your old ways, it's going to create maybe some low blood sugar dips mm -hmm. and you know, as you kind of said dieting, like we really recommend trying not to yo-yo diet because yo-yo dieting is what throws you off. Mm -hmm. So if you're like eating really healthily but you're following a really strict diet regimen, like you are going to eventually fall off that and you are going to backtrack and then that's going to cause the de-evolution. So it's really mm -hmm. about creating sustainable habits, doing things, you know, making changes, slowly implementing them so that they last mm -hmm. for the rest of your life. So it's yes. not this, I'm eating healthy and then I'm not eating healthy and I'm eating healthy, I'm being good and then I'm being bad yeah. because that's going to cause all these blood sugar swings. That's going to cause like 
different physiological things that are going to happen to your body that are going to cause you to continue to keep self-sabotaging yourself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, surround yourself with, with good people, good resources, um, a health coach, <laughs> but someone balance who's like your, in your corner supporting yes. you. Balance your primary foods. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you want to give a recap, Gina? Of yeah. Let's eight tips. Let's totally do it. So these are some reasons why you may crave certain things. So you could be lacking in primary foods. You could be lacking in water, hydration. Um, You need to balance out your yin and yang energies with food. Um, You could have cravings from past meals, comfort foods, or foods that are traditionally in your ancestry. Um, You could be craving foods for seasonal reasons, whether in the summer, the winter, or transitional seasons, Um, a lack of nutrients, and you need to balance out your minerals. Hormonal, you have an imbalance of estrogen, progesterone, or testosterone, and de-evolution, so a form of self-sabotaging your patterns. Great summary. I try did it. So that is it for cravings. Those are eight ways on how to understand your cravings better. So we would love to hear from you if you have um, any cravings or did any of one of these Mm. pop out at you? Are you going to implement any of these? Let us know. We want to hear from you. And did you learn something? I know when I read this, I was like, what? That's crazy. Excuse me, but I think, you know, not everybody knows this information. So, you know, what was something you learned? What was something you didn't know before? Um, and let us know what that is and if if it's something you're going to be implementing in the future for sure. Yeah. Yeah. This, this stuff blew my mind because yeah, I always thought – cravings meant that there was like something wrong with me or they were just normal, you know, like, Mm -hmm. which they are normal, but you know, I thought, oh, you know, I crave this, I'll eat this or whatever, Mm -hmm. but I didn't realize like, oh, this is my body trying to tell me something. Mm -hmm. So I think this is super important. Um, And if you are interested in um, getting some inspiration in terms of what to eat, we do have a free Mm -hmm. meal planning guide uh, for all of our listeners of the podcast. So to get that meal planning guide, just write us a lovely review and then you'll mm. be featured on the podcast. Uh, email it to us at onstagewithwellness at gmail.com and we will send you over a free meal planning guide. And it's a guide, just has some suggestions and things that we do uh, to incorporate uh, lots of various different foods um, mm. and how we eat sustainably. So to it's fill great- those cravings, to fill those nutrients. Yes, yeah. exactly. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Hey, creatives. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. We are beyond grateful for your interest and support in our conversation. We hope you'll tune in each week for fresh new content and some inspiration from wherever you are in the world. Whether you're a working performer right now or not, we know that you'll benefit from listening to this podcast. At this time, it's vital that we all support each other. So make sure to share this episode with a fellow creative who needs to hear this. If you like what you hear, write us a review on iTunes. Share with us what you liked and what you want to hear more of. This will help us with our mission to support performers with their health and wellness goals. If you write us a review, make sure to email it to us at onstagewithwellness at gmail.com to snag our free meal planning guide. This resource will give you some ideas for a full day of clean eating, plus tips for how you can plan your meals for sustainable energy. Join in our conversation from today's episode over on Facebook and Instagram at Onstage with Wellness. We love hearing and connecting with our listeners from all over the world. Follow Danny at Danny Nicole Wellness and Gina at Fully Loving You. 
All the links you need will be in the show notes. We can't wait to see you there. Until next time, performers, remember, you know enough, you have enough, and you are enough.